0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, but we're still on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the 5 Reasons YouTube channel Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Five on the floor is the name of the podcast, but fivereasonsports.com is the name of the website. Go there and you'll get all of our content for free. We do not have a paywall. Who's charging people during the holidays? Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network prize picks. Use that code FIVE, F-I-V-E. get your initial positive match up to $100. It's free money. There's no rollovers here. It's not illegal, which means it is legal. Apologize for the double negative. Go to Prize Picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Initial deposit matched up to $100. Two, three, four, five players together. You can even do six now. You can go flex play, power play, and they've got a whole bunch of promos going on there as well. So even if you got a bad beat like Jimmy Butler refusing to shoot with a three-point lead or two-point lead or whatever it was at the end of the game the other night, just go back and you play the next day. Use that code 5. FIVE at com, And now, today's episode. Down
0: to Yikes. You. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor. ride for my dogs. Yeah. Where is the thing? Uh, you can check the score. Uh, hustle hard, couple scars, Rain, bubble frogs. Uh, Just like what said. You in trouble, uh, y'all. Yeah. Kept the floor playing. Yeah. Got it all band. Yeah. Y'all seen the block. Uh, Stop the one hand. Woo. And Pat, we trust, have the we here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. <coughs> Greg I apologize. You've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg's voice a little tinny today, so uh, I'm just letting you know that at the beginning. That's all. he's giving me the eyes. We'll work that out, so just ignore everything he says. Uh, We are going to discuss the first 30 games of the Heat season, but more so where they go from here. So we're going to look at this, you know, sort of where they rank in various categories, what's worked, what hasn't worked. They always talk about 20 games being that marker. 20 games wasn't so good. It looks a little bit better at 30. I'm not sure it looks, you know, enormously better, but it looks a little bit better. Um, But also we're going to look at past seasons and here's the reason we're going to do that. Okay. It's not because they have all the same players as they had in those seasons. It's because the same decision makers are in place. And so I think that that colors the way that they view where this thing is going, because if you've been a certain place before after 30 games and it worked out like this, or it worked out like that, You may think it's going to work out like that again. And so I'll go through some of the seasons that were a little choppy at the 30 game mark and sort of how those things played out. But before we do that, Alex, let's look at some of the numbers for this year. So we talked before this year about how they were leaning into offense, right? The moves they were making were to lean into offense. The defense has been much better than the offense, So where are they and where can they go?
2: So, yeah, the whole leading offense thing uh, just has not been the case whatsoever this season. That's obviously been the case to anybody that's watched this team. And it's the case when you look at the numbers, right? Like they're 27th in offensive rating. They are not a good offensive rebounding team. Their half-court offense is putrid. They don't get out in transition. The one thing that they do good on offense is not turn the ball over. They've been pretty good at that, uh, you know, and we know that they can hit free throws once they get to the line. They're decent at getting to the line, not like a lead or anything, but yeah, the offense has been pretty putrid. A lot of it has been about the the team's three-point shooting, right? We've talked about that a lot, but yeah, like they look for the threes um, a lot. They're seventh or eighth most and you know, threes gotten up when you talk about, All the teams in the league, they get up a whole lot of those. And then they're in the bottom 10 in in three-point percentage that have been throughout this whole season. And so when your whole shot diet is, I feel like, leaning towards the three more often, um, that's what's going to happen, right? You're going to get a whole lot of nice how it's been where, you know, it feels like every game has been clutch. Every game has been close. They're just not a very good team right like I feel like everything comes down to yes they're very good on defense they're very bad on offense that kind of balances out to mediocre every game has been in the clutch their net rating is 17 so they're just not on the level that they thought they would be at I think they thought that they would be a better team would be hovering around the top five and you know by this point in time and I think they they thought they would have a better record by this time like I don't think they expect it to be just now getting to 500. And so it's been a disappointing season. I think you got to be glad that they're finally back at 500 because it felt for a while that, you know, we, we weren't sure when they were going to get there we had, you could never account for these bad teams as guaranteed wins. We already know that when it comes to the heat. So it's nice that they're finally there. Now they have another month before they can actually make any trades when certain guys become available. But as of right now, This team is pretty much all defense, no offense. We know their problems with size and it's just, I don't, this blueprint is not one that I think leaves anybody with any confidence that they're a deep playoff team. It's like, yes, they have about six, seven players that you trust. You might need a couple more specifically in the front court, but when the shooting is so off like this and you know, maybe that's where the positivity can come from, right. Is maybe their shooting is bound to come back. Right. And, that's kind of what you got to hope for at this point, because if they're not going to be changing their shot profile offensively, I don't know where the hope comes from. Like, I think you've seen some good things with the rotation and the way that certain guys are playing with each other. Now I think spell has made some nice adjustments there. We've talked about how Tyler and Bam have grown. And, and I think that stuff is huge, but as far as their offensive game plan, I don't know how much it gets better. If you're going to keep, leaning towards the threes and you know Tyler taking more threes is huge for that right because I think you want him taking more than others so I like that part of it right so maybe the threes will come up a little bit but the rest is like you know what you're getting from everybody else there's not really many more actions you can run like maybe you could have a little bit more off ball movement stuff but that offense is not just going to magically get better other than guys making more threes
1: so Greg let's look big picture here a little bit um because at 15 and 15 okay so let's think okay where do we think they might be right maybe somewhere between 18 and 20 wins after 30 games is that is that fair They're somewhere you know playing at about 60% 66% coming off a of number 1 seed season
0: yeah i i would say that they should be somewhere in the neighborhood of like let's say 19 and a 19 and 10
1: Well, no, that would be 29
0: games. Okay, so so, like 20 and 10.
1: Okay, okay. So let's say you're saying 20 and 10. I'm saying somewhere between 18 and 12 and 20 and 10, okay? All right, so let's, again, now let's do a little bit more of a micro um, look at this. If they beat the Spurs, if they beat the Pistons, right? Um, Give me another bad loss, just one that was just, jumps to the top of your head. Grizzlies. The Grizzlies on the road without their entire team right okay so all right so let's let's just take those three we don't even have to look at some of the some of the earlier ones in the season you know the loss to Chicago at home in the opener uh, where they just fell apart in the second half I mean there's a lot of these right so you take I mean you take three of these games they're 18 and 12 okay now they've won some games they shouldn't have won also they've won a lot I mean Eric Reed was going through this last night. This gets to, I think Alex's point that they're just kind of there. This team is just kind of there. They're, they're, they're 500. They've won some games. They haven't, they shouldn't have won. They've lost some games. They shouldn't have lost. They played more clutch games than any other team in the league because they're not bad enough to get blown out by most teams. And they're not good enough to continue blowing anybody out, right? Like whenever they're up by 12 to 14 in the first half, you know that it's going to be a three point or four point lead within the first six minutes of the third quarter. That. Basically, water, as Tony Ferretio used to say, finds its level. The heat's level is basically sea level, right? It's, 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 not, it's not that far above, and it's not that far below. Okay, so they're 15 and 15 right now, and again, they could be a little bit better. They could be a little bit worse if everything had broken right. Now, let me ask you this. Greg, if they were healthy, and by healthy, I mean didn't have like, it seems like three or four rotation players out pretty much every night. Okay. Would they be much better? And, and I, I want to get your honest opinion of that. Like if, if I'm not saying everybody healthy every night, because the NBA, that's not, that's not possible, but a more healthy than they have been or healthier than they have been. Would they be much better in your opinion?
0: Uh, truthfully, no. I think they'd be maybe marginally a couple games better than they were here. Maybe if you're a little more connected, you close some of those close games that they've not closed on. A shot goes in here or there. Some of this is just blind luck that I think we need to remember happens some seasons where shots go in and in other years they don't. But they haven't played well enough for me to say oh if all the pieces were out there they'd be in the top two seeds but this is the thing with this team the fact that they're at 500 now and the fact that they have upside enough the rest of this month heading into january to potentially go above 500 after all the shit we've talked and all the things we've dissected that are wrong with this team for them to be three games in the loss column from hosting a first round playoff series to me Ultimately, there's just nothing that points to them trending so far in the other direction that this is a nine one one scenario. And they've created this by winning these three on the road and they need to continue to build on it. Consistency has been the thing that they've lacked all year. Well, here's our first stint of consistency on the road, which is not easy to do. So if they continue that, to me, I think that they have upside where they can challenge these top teams. They can get a top four or five seed. None of that is out of like you're three games out. Like, what are we talking about here? That's a week of basketball. But um, so far, to the, what has ailed this team is not something they've missed necessarily personnel-wise. This has a lot more to do with what Udonis said was this team's secret power last year our superpower was the fact we were so connected. That was what UD said and I think he's spot on. So your optimism
1: here, which is founded, okay the fact that other teams haven't run away it's basically just been Boston Milwaukee the three seed is still there for them if they play well. They are starting to play a little bit better a little bit more connected um, on the road. the Tyler hero breakup uh, a breakout. The Bam Adebayo breakout, Jimmy Butler's still playing at a high level, the knee and the back are getting better now, so he's not going to miss as much time, hopefully, as he's missed. Kyle Lowry kind of working his way into shape. There are a lot of kind of green shoots as we talk about, like if you look at them individually. Here's where Heat fans would sort of freak out about what you're saying. Okay, this is the other side of this. The worst possible place to be in this league is the middle. okay. When you're fifteen and fifteen, you are the middle. Like that is the middle. When we talk about when Alex is talking about, uh, you know, they're you know they they do this well, but they don't do this well. And I'm talking about well, they've had all these close games because they can't blow anybody out, but nobody can really blow them out, right? You are the middle. (laughs) Like that's what you are. Okay, and you're middle. You're inconsistent. You beat a, a good team one night and lose to a bad team the very next night, and we're gonna be like, that's the heat. Okay. The problem with the middle is from a decision-maker standpoint, it's difficult to know which direction to go. We've discussed this, okay? And so we talk about January 15th coming up and that they're (coughs) they're able to trade some players. I don't know necessarily that they've shown enough one way or the other to tell a decision-maker who isn't, and we're going to get into the past now, okay, who isn't sort of guided by the past, okay, to tell a decision maker what he or he should do. Right. Because this team doesn't look good enough that like one tweak is going to fix it. Like this is not the 2012, 2013 heat that had LeBron Dwayne and Chris Bosh and they were getting out rebounded. Right. they were getting killed on the boards. And I'm in Portland and LeBron's asked about it. And he's saying that we have enough, but you can tell he doesn't, he's told them that they don't have enough. And they went out and they cleared Chris Anderson, who they'd done a bunch of research on, and they brought in Chris Anderson. He solved like all of their problems. Like one player solved all of their problems. They had no bigs and they end up going, what was it? Something like 37 and two after 37 and three after they signed him. There's nobody who's going to do that for this team because the core is not as good as that core. W- would we agree on that, Greg, before I go back to Alex? I mean, this is not the 2012, 2013 core, right? So it's not it's not, it's not one guy is going to fix
0: this, Okay. Yes. But On the other, on the other hand, you're not. Bad and it's enough not to fair to. No, but,
1: I, no, to but I, no, but I'm
0: better teams I, to them. But anyway, keep going.
1: No, I, I get it, but I'm saying the decision makers are the same in the organization as they've that's been. That's true. Okay, so it, it, it's not as simple as saying we're going to go get a guy, we're going to get a four, and we're going to fix this. In that case, they needed a backup four-five. Like that's what they needed. Okay, everybody knew they needed it. They went out and they got it. Okay, the year, um, the 15-16 year. They needed one more additional potential scorer after Bosch got sick and wasn't coming back. And they moved Deng to the four and they got Joe Johnson. Okay. And as bad as Joe Johnson was in the postseason, he played pretty damn well for them in the last like after he, he came off the buyout. He was he's probably been their best buyout player they've gotten. He played pretty well over the last like six weeks of the season. He helped them get in the position that they got into. I don't know that this team is positioned where one guy is going to fix it, but at the same time, the problem they have is they're not bad enough to tank, right? So they're sort of stuck in the middle. They are not going to get worse than some of these other teams, even the teams they've lost to. They're not going to get worse than the Spurs. They're not going to get worse than the Pistons. We just shut down Kate Cunningham for the season. We're going to start to see a lot of that stuff, right? You're going to see Houston start to shut down guys. If they get too good, you're going to see Utah go the other direction. OKC, OK, when is Shea going to take three weeks off? Because that's going to happen, OK, Three at some months, point, right? OK, so you, the Heat are not good at tanking. As they say, they suck at it. So it's tough for them to go that direction. So when, when we come back, what I want to get into here is looking at past seasons and, and how that should guide their decision making. Because there are some seasons they've been in this position and they've gone forward and there are other seasons that they've gone backwards before we do I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network mobile ARM and staffing services our guy Nelson what do they do there they rent the ARM equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals surgery centers chiropractic offices and pain management offices they also offer cadaver lab courses where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before so this is what they service again office-based procedures pain management offices chiropractic offices and cadaver courses reach out to Nelson on his personal cell phone, 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. Or just check it out, fill out the form, okay? C-Armondstaffing.com. That's the letter C for cat armanstaffingcom Again, the phone number, 561-891-9620. And we also want to mention our other sponsor, Water Cleanup. If you've got a water leak and you don't know where it's coming from, Reach out to Michael, Robert, and the team, 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're based in Boca, but they service all three counties down here. Reach out to Michael again on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Or check out the website, WCUFL, that's WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz. They got the guts. For no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, hel com slash Heat. All right, so let's talk guts as we transition here a little bit. And what kind of guts the front office should have with this group, okay? You've got Hero playing at his highest offensive level he's ever played at. Okay. You've got Bam playing at his most aggressive and versatile offensively. You've got Jimmy still playing at a very, very high level. Kyle's playing better. Caleb Martin has been a hit. Okay. No question. Out of position, not out of position. It was a great re-signing. He's played really well. Kind of stops there. Okay. Max is struggling. Duncan's down to 30% from three. Gabe Vincent's under 30% from three. He's not playing Jovich. I don't think he's going to play him anytime soon. Deadman really can't be counted on for good minutes anymore. Okay? So I'm going to look back at some of these previous seasons. They have been here or worse before. The 1920 season, two seasons ago, we talked about a lot. At 30 games, they were 13 and 17. They weren't even 15 and 15. Okay? They finished 42 and 40. I believe it's 42 and 40. They lost to Milwaukee. They were swept. This is two years ago. I'm screwed. Did I say tw- 1920? I meant. I'm sorry. I meant 2021. I apologize. I, I apologize. Hold on. 2021.
0: We thought you meant 1920. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 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 I'm sorry. Really I. I. I, I it wouldn't.
1: It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be 1920. It would be. Uh, it would. Be 20, it was the season after the uh, the bubble season. So let me just double check I want to make sure I got this right. Okay, because this is. 2020 season. No, sorry. They finished 40 and 32. Okay. But through 30 games, I had that right. 13 and 17. Okay. They finished 14, 40 and 32. Cause remember it was a shortened season uh, cause it was post COVID. All right. But that's, so they actually improved after that point, but they were worse then than they are now. Okay. This was coming off a finals run. They were worse then than they are now, but the ending Alex was unsatisfactory, right? like you you don't want a repeat of that
2: no no
1: right so 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 if you're looking at that and you and you're a heat decision maker you say okay we got better that year we went 27 and 15 okay after the 30 game mark if this team goes 27 and 15 um what would they be then they uh, that's not the entire season because they'd have a little bit more to play but that would i mean they would be on course to maybe win 47 games or something along that 47 48 games
0: it,
1: Is that, that enough to try to add a player to the team?
0: what's that that gets you in the top three seed conversation i think this year and this year 48 wins yeah mm-hmm.
1: So, if you look at that, are you encouraged by that? You say, okay, we did this uh, we, two years ago, we were, in, we were in a worse position than this, and we actually rallied to a pretty decent seed. And this year, the East, which was supposed to be up, is actually slightly down, and we could probably move up to a higher seed than we did that year when we got stuck with the Milwaukee team in the first round.
2: I mean, it's complicated because it's like, yes, I was actually thinking about that, you know, because that's been the comparison made since this offseason transpired and everybody was disappointed. It's like, Oh, you know, it's, it's going to end up the same way as 2021 when they lost Crowder. And yeah, like, I think some of this, the way that this has gone down it's been eerily similar. What I will say is it's a slightly better version. Right. <laughs> and I know like everybody thinks for the sunshine pumpers, all that, but there is no doubt about that. Like Bam and Tyler individually are much better players than they were two seasons ago. I think Kyle, despite, you know, all the controversy is a much better player or, let's just say better player than Goron was that season, right? And just to not forget the the state of the team, I think their four, Caleb Martin, is also a lot better than the four situation they had then, even the, for as much as we talk about them needing another four, like Caleb has just been awesome. We would have loved Caleb Martin, That season, instead of having to deal with Moe Harkless at the beginning and then, you know, trying to make the Ariza thing work. And, you know, I'm not even going to get to my Ariza thing. I thought he took too much flag because they tried putting him on Giannis. He was was never going to be that guy. He was bad. He was was meant to be a backup four. Ariza was never going to fix them. That guy was a backup four for them. But it's a similar thing where we were talking that season about how they needed an extra five. They needed another four. They needed better shooting. We talked about how um, they could use a little bit more – half-court offensive creation and I feel like maybe that part isn't the biggest issue with them this season right the half-court offensive creation because you have three or four guys that you feel like you can create offense through to different levels right but the offense is still not good and it's obvious to everybody that some sort of shakeup is needed and I think the 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 debate comes when you're talking about like well do they need one piece do they need two pieces what type of pieces do they need but really like the, the formula that they're running right now, I there's something wrong. Like the roster is not match up, right? Like I think they're trying to do offensively a lot of the same stuff that they did last season as far as the shots that they're looking for. So they might be running different actions, but a lot of it ends up like them just taking the seventh most threes. They take the 12th most mid-range shots, which we know a lot of that is like Jimmy and Bam getting into their spots, Tyler getting into the spot. You know, Kyle takes the turnaround. and But then you go and you look at the amount of shots they take at the rim, 27th. Not only that, they don't finish well at the rim. It's like also around 27th, 28th. So that's just a big problem to me. And I don't know that you can address that with the trade deadline. And they were kind of in a similar place last season with the rim stuff, except they were able to make up for it because they were converting at such a high level with their jump shots. They were getting to the free throw line a little bit more and their defense was even better than it is right now. So it's, I don't think everything can be solved with one trade, but what you're asking is so complicated because like it goes both ways. Yes. There's optimism because it's like the threes haven't fallen guys are getting it together individually. They're They're figuring out the rotation stuff. They're not quite as bad as they were in 2021, but how it's going to be complicated to try to make, to try to swing for two or three good pieces. You know what I mean? Like that's just, that stuff is really hard in the NBA. There's guys that they don't want to let go of that. They're probably, you know, it has to do with max, And Gabe's restricted free agency. Like, there's so many layers to all of this. It's like, yes, they need a shakeup. How do they make it happen? I don't know. Um, I think they got to upgrade their shooting a little bit. I think they got to upgrade at the four position. It would be nice to have another backup five. How do you make these things happen? I don't know. There's still optimism to be had. You know what I mean? I'm trying to explain how, like you can but, look at but, it from both sides.
1: But that but that, that I think, Greg, is is the issue here, is that there is optimism to be had and there's pessimism to be had because they're 15 and 15. Yeah. Uh, and, and so let, let's look at a couple of the other seasons here, okay? The 16-17 season, which is the infamous 11 and 30 start, uh, that included 10 and 20, okay, at 30 games. Then they went on to lose 10 of their next 11 after that. Before they went on before they had the conversation where Andy was going to talk to Pat about blowing the thing up and then they just kept winning games. And so that never actually happened. And of course they went 30 and 11 and missed by basically one game. And if Dion doesn't hurt his ankle in the last two weeks, they probably make the playoffs that year. Uh, so 10 and 20, let me go to the next, the next one. If They finished 41 and 41. Okay. 15, 16 season. Uh, the, the year that Bosch ended up getting sick at the all-star break before he did they were 18 and 12. Uh, then they had a dip with Chris. Then they finished 48 and 34. They go to the second round of the playoffs, losing the seventh game to Toronto. Here's a season that would, uh, I think would be a little concerning because the record is, as, uh, is relatively close to this, but the talent level was not. The 14-15 season that I've talked about a lot, which was they kept saying, well, when we finally get healthy, we finally get healthy, right? And our guy Norris, who's in the network with us, we'll talk to him about this at some point, and he's going to be on a show with us this week. Norris Cole and Josh McRoberts were supposed to be part of that starting lineup. The lineup never got healthy. The five of them never played together with Deng. Uh, it was supposed to be with Deng, Bosch, and and Wade, okay? Never got healthy. That team was 14 and 16. They still had Chris. They still had Dwayne. So we we're kind of like, they can figure this thing out eventually. And then uh, they finished 37 and 45. And they were playing a lot of Henry Walker and others, okay? So that is... That's an outcome where that team was kind of middling at the 30 game mark. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, there's reasons to think this will get better when everybody gets healthy and not, they never got healthy. And the team was not, that didn't end up being very good, but then I want to give you two others. So I want to talk, <coughs> talk about that season, but I got two others I want to throw in here. The 0304 season is weird because that was Stan Van Gundy season with that young team. And they started 0 and 7. They were 12 and 18 through 30 games. Okay finished 42 and 40 and took Indiana to a sixth a very good Indiana team to the sixth game of the second round. But here's the other one, okay? The championship season of 05 and 06, which was a team that had gone to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before, lost in the seventh game mostly cuz Dwayne was hurt. They started just 17 and 13 in 0506, just two games better than this team. Stan had already departed. Okay. At 11 and 10, Pat had taken over. Shaq got healthy coincidentally when Pat took over. Okay. And they finished 52 and 30 and made it uh, to the finals and won the championship. Yeah. Okay. So when I talk to you about those possibilities, some years, some years, it, it picked up some years. It didn't. When they had Dwayne playing at the peak of his powers, it worked.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, to your point, they don't have Dwayne, but they have Jimmy, right? And and he's probably, of all those years that you mentioned, he's probably the best version of a top player on that team uh, other than Dwayne. You know what I mean? Like when you go back through all of those that you talked about. But the one that I think jumps out at me uh, is that they were having conversations about, okay, let's strip this down and blow it up at 11 and 30. Uh, you mentioned before they went on that run and it completely flipped. So to be 500 through 30 games, I think that's informative on how the front office does have the guts and does not just make snap judgments to completely blow things up. So to me, um, I would just lean in the direction and Ethan, you echoed this on a stream recently and it made me regain the gut, little bit of guts that I was losing there for a bit. Um, They're not panicked because they've been through this. And this is the examples, all the ones you provide. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. But to me, this team has shown you it can go and make deep playoff runs. The best players on these teams have shown you that they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Jimmy Butler has shown you he can go toe-to-toe with any basketball player on planet Earth and he can play just as well as them down to the wire. So... This is a little bit different than some of those other teams. And so uh, as we sit here at 500, I don't care. And frankly, neither do the Heat, the front office, the players, or the coaches care if fans feel good or not about the rest of this season. They're going for it. Yeah, I think that's the point here
1: is that if they've they've gone for it with worse records, they're going to go for it at 15 and 15, even with all the things that Alex was talking about about the inconsistencies on offense the struggles to shoot um, you know the fact that again as I talked about that they 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 lose to bad teams and beat good teams which is the sign of a middling team okay they also they, don't they...
2: get out in transition by the way which would help their half court offense stuff I forgot to mention that
1: well yes well they'll try that too but that's not going to actually happen we know that because every time we talk about pace it never actually ends up occurring where are they in pace by the way
2: Oh, I don't even got to check. I could if I had to guess right now, I would bet it's like 26. late 26.
1: I think I think it's worse than 26, but you, you, you can take a look at that. When I looked the other day, it was 29th. But I, I, I guess to close the loop on all of this stuff, okay. The Heat fans who wanted them to blow it up or to tank, first thing, tanking was not gonna happen. But if you wanted them to blow it up them lose them winning these three games on this road trip did not help you okay that's over Uh right because their their inclination is always going to be to try to fix it to push forward if this team had dropped two of those three let's say you know look they could have dropped the indiana game they certainly could have dropped the okc game that thing fell apart and then the houston game they had i mean look it ended up being a three-point game at the end okay If they drop two of those three games and you're 13 and 17 looking at this, even if you were 13 and 17 two years ago, and you ended up, even though you got swept, you did get to the playoffs, okay, you did finish 40 and 32, they would have had a harder time justifying pushing forward, okay? You lose to the Spurs, you lose to two of those teams. But now it's like, okay, we haven't done anything great, but we're not completely broken, and this organization, as long as they're not completely broken, think of where they had to be to go where they went in 07-08, okay? Because I'm going to look back at that one. Because they entered that season thinking they were going to compete. They still had Shaq. They still had Dwayne. Okay, so I'm going to go back and just look where they were after 30. What do you guys think they were after 30 games in 07-08? Greg, you have any recollection of this?
0: Um, Gosh, I don't. It feels like it was pretty stat quo. There wasn't any panic yet. By well, that there point. should have been because they lost to Orlando to drop to eight
2: and twenty-two.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> see, I block out all the bad memory. And then they but only won be- seven games after that point.
0: Yes, but that's that's
1: before that's before everybody was shut down at some point. I mean, to the point that Udonis like was taken off the floor for the entire rest of the season. And they were playing uh, Stefan Lazmi and Kasib Powell and Blake Ahern. Yes. uh, And a whole bunch of other guys. And this guy who I used to say looked like Shandell Richardson, what was his name? Um, Some power forward, okay, that they had uh, that and, and they were and they just basically let the thing go completely the other direction. But they were like more than halfway into that season before they decided, okay, no more. So this team's not going that direction at 15 and 15. So I I think to sum up kind of what we've agreed upon here is they are not a very good team right now. Okay. You can't argue that they are with the way that they've played, but I think Greg, you've hit on it. The fact that they have still very good players on this roster
2: that have gone deep already.
1: Correct. Okay. There's a track record that these guys have gone deep already. And then you've seen significant improvement from their two most important sort of youngish players. Okay. Bam and Tyler, not young, young at this ball. Tyler is, but youngish players, guys who are not yet in their full prime at this stage, they're going to push forward on this thing. Okay. And and then I do think they're going to look at some of these past seasons that we've talked about where they were okay. Okay. Again, 05, 06, 17 and 13. Okay. Um, the Oh three Oh four season, 12 and 18. Uh, If even 15, 16, 18 and 12, okay, which got a little worse by the all-star break, they're going to look at, and then again, two years ago, 13 and 17, and at least they did make the playoffs. They're going to look at this and say, we're going for it. Okay. Now, then the question becomes that he fans will have is, okay, so what does that mean? Okay. (laughs) Does that, does that mean you're going to spend it to the tax? Probably not. Right. So they're going for it, Greg, and I'll let you close to a point. But they're definitely not going backwards.
0: No, they're not going backwards, but they're also, to your point, they're not paying the tax. I think that they will explore very strongly some sort of deal that would include Duncan Robinson, which, um, Ethan, you and I both have been um, uh, corrected of sorts, but it's really me. They can't get off Duncan without using a pick. So I don't know how they'll get um, creative with that, but teams are going to be looking to shake things up and i think that that's probably the most likely scenario to fortify the front court but the the spending into the tax is not going to happen and i think you know what fans should be happy that during a jimmy bam season where him those two and tyler are playing as well as they are that the decision is not to just punt this year is to actually try to go for something and see where you get and um so let's see what happens but um Tell your mother to tank. I was going to let you close, but not on that. Alex,
1: I'll give you 30 seconds, okay? 30 seconds on this. <laughs> He's laughing in the background. I just want him to come up on the Zoom screen. Thanks. For, uh, you have 30 seconds to think about this, okay? But first, I want to thank our sponsors, PrizeFix. Uh, also, Water Cleanup of Florida, c-armstaffing.com. And, of course, use the code uh, 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN at therapist Preferred. For all of your premium CBD, you get 25% off over at Therapist Preferred. So, Alex, I ask you right now, you got to do this on the spot here. If you can add a rotational power forward who has the ability to close, maybe not close every night, but has the ability to close, would you include a protected first-round pick
2: with Duncan Robinson? Yes, but. That's my answer, because I think the protected pick stuff, I think they'll probably be a lot more interested in trying to make a trade of that sort if you're getting somebody in return who can also help you in the long term. Not, you know, somebody who's extremely young, but like, you know, we talked about when the Grant Williams thing came up, when when they reported it. And I thought that was a good example of somebody that'd be worth making that move for, even though you would have to pay him and fans are not going to like the number he would probably get in the summer is because he's 24 years old and he fits the mold. That they need. And even though, you know, a guy like that wouldn't be the most exciting acquisition, I think something like that makes a lot of sense. Right. You know, in that situation is because the Celtics supposedly don't want to pay him a certain amount. You know, who knows that they would want Duncan in return? Probably not. They already have kind of Sam Hauser playing that um, bench shooter role and, you know, he's firing and they don't need to pay him a bunch of money to do that. So, for, that's just a, you know an example of a guy that I think would be worth it for. Like, I don't think it would be worth it for a Crowder type, for even maybe a Robert Covington type who I would like for this team. Like a veteran like that, I don't know if it's worth giving up the pick for, but I do think I will say this and, and, because I'm, I'm trying to explain how both sides, it's complicated, right? Like they need to make a trade right they cannot make the same mistakes of 2021 Where like oh you know we get this one power forward like trevor reason he's going to short things up and oh you know we'll be fine because there's optimism to be had the optimism to be had should lead you towards making these the real win now moves that teams who feel like you know there are a couple players away make around this time right and i think if they don't do that it's going to look like a huge disservice to their core those core players are good they need some help like everything shows you their five six best players are really good when they play together and then kind of everything goes down the drain when a lot of those guys are not on the floor that seems very obvious to say but all i'm saying is you know pick the direction make that win now move it's easier said than done it's really complicated we've got into why but they got to do it because the way that they're set up right now like they can't lie to themselves and go into the playoffs with this roster and act like you're going to beat the celtics or bucks like you can feel competitive you feel like you know you're going to be competing with those teams every night. And I do agree with that, but you got to help your best players out like Jimmy and bam. And, and, and them can't be having to carry these guys all season, man.
1: We're going to close there. Cause that was actually a really good answer much better than Greg's, even though the shot clock's been off for about the last minute and a half. All right. We'll be back on what, what did Heat he play again? Oh, they play on uh, Saturday, correct? They play on yes. Saturday in Mexico city. Uh, so we'll be back after that. Of course, that's a Dolphin game day as well. So we'll, we'll find they a They lose
2: to the Spurs again, blow it up.
1: Squeeze it. You know what? Squeeze in the content for you at that point. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors. Prize picks. Use that code five. Therapist preferred. Use the code five, by the way, before the World Cup final. Uh, we're going to do a, a special on that. Austin Robillard uh, and Alejandro are going to do one on that uh, prior to Argentina, France over the weekend. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for
0: listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.